0: hello hey merlin what's up i'm fine dad how are you doing good Uh, good good
1: Good. yeah me too Mm. so what's up
0: Mm. what's going on over there what do you i want
1: to welcome you back to the mac 2020
0: yeah that's right back to the mac i realized i have a theme for this show okay
1: i haven't talked to you about this gosh i got a lot of apps open on my mac um I uh I want to talk about I realized uh we have to talk about your your creepy new face swap app but <laughs> I have a lot to talk about with the uh, Macintosh computer system.
0: I am familiar with this uh platform, this computing platform.
1: Now there's going to be ample opportunities. First of all, I'm going to ask for help from you and the listeners during this show. Okay. But there'll also be ample ample opportunities uh for you Like to, like uh, uh,
0: her her allowance
1: like her, her, her allowance, which ample. is ample. Oh, oh, which was ample. Yeah. Yeah. Got to go to an ATM machine. Uh, that's a face you can swap. Yeah. Yes. I, and I did. Boy, mine all just looks super damaged. Woof. I want to see some of yours. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll send them to you. But uh we have two bits of uh follow up and front matter. Uh, Dan, I was in an automobile being driven very dangerously through the city by a Lyft driver with my daughter when, when you sent me a very upsetting picture, and it looks like you as one of those rap people who gets face tattoos, yeah. And it, but I could kind of discern your face. It was kind of a Robert De Niro type situation. Yes, yes, and I, <laughs> I did. We should talk deep, deep, about deep the in Irishman. A, in the we, should, we
0: should discuss it. If you've well, seen let's it.
1: talk about it. This is uh, so there's there's a thing you could do. What did, was it was it uh Snapchat that who first popularized face swapping? Yeah. Yeah, and there's lots of other ones. We use a, uh, an app called Masquerade, M-S-Q-R-D. Um, my kid and I love that one. Um, yeah, so so tell me what I'm looking at here.
0: Well, this is an, a new application. I forget exactly where I read it, but I'm putting it in the show notes now. It's called, as far as I can tell, it's called Doublicat. Doublicat. D-O-U-B-L-I-C-A-T, Doublicat. Mm-hmm. And, uh And it is a face-swapping tool, but they say that it's done with AI. Mm-hmm. But basically... All of these uh, GIF or GIF, as you say, uh, yes, memes GIF. that are out there, you take a selfie of yourself and then it allows you to scroll <laughs> through a vast treasure trove Don't take trove a selfie of, of others. Memes. That's a violation of the terms. That's, that's right. Um, and then you can use the app to, it, it automatically puts your face, maps your face in, in a deep fake way. Over one of these memes, which could be Leonardo DiCaprio in *The Great Gatsby* raising his martini glass, it could be uh, Willy Wonka, it could be uh, uh, Candace from *You*, it could be a variety of things. And there's it could hundred- be Sir
1: Elton John, who's yes. uh,
0: excited about the Golden Globe Awards. That's right, and it but it does an a very very as far as these kinds of apps go, it does a very, very good job. And then it allows you to save it out as a GIF or gif and, uh, as or a or movie, video, as you a say. video. Yeah. So that's what this is. And it actually, it, for what it is, it works really, really well. And some of them are better than others. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's been a tremendous amount of fun, uh, in a creepy way mm-hmm. for my family. <laughs> uh, so this is, this is the, a thing that, that I thought you needed to know about if you didn't already know about it, because I thought it was, it was the kind of thing that would either please or disturb you or both. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm
1: having trouble sending from this app. Um, um, I have two things to say about this part two. Um, this is probably all just going to China, you know? Yes. It's all getting put in the China machine.
0: I'm sure uh, it is.
1: But but one, I feel the need to help anybody who wants to steal my data. So so every time one of these things comes along, I always end up playing with it and then yeah. angri- angrily, angrily deleting it. Right. I want to see if I can do this. I don't know why this is being so weird. Um, boy, also, I kept getting this one ad for earwax removal.
0: Yeah, every time upsetting. it is really gross. It's really gross. The is ads. that the
1: titular wax that's being removed from the titular ear?
0: Yeah, that's what they. Well, I mean, that looks that looks excessive to me. I,
1: well, yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to deal with that for a shizzle. Uh, um, so then, how do I send this? I think I'm clicking. Um, let's try sending it from inside the app. I look like imagine I look like Brad Pitt, but not good. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's fun. I I don't know some of these, boy, this really doesn't want to send, does it? Um, anyways, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun and it's, it's silly. And it was very upsetting to my daughter. You know, you know, one AR-ish or, you know, thing from a long time, you know, it's good. Do you remember there was that app? It would get white label for different movies, but I remember in particular for one of the Mission Impossible movies where you could like add explosions to the room that you're in. That was a really good one. I
0: remember that one there. Yeah. I mean, for for its time, it was really good. Now, is that the same app that would let you do the special effects stuff? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like you could do like a car exploding and a, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it looked, you kind of wanted to adapt it to the condition. The best one of you, I think, well, you got a real Don Johnson inbreeding vibe in, in your Leo one. <laughs> yes. It looks like it looks like you're, you're, God bless them, it looks like your parents discovered a little bit too late that they were not as far apart cousins. Right. As they first something thought. like
0: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then what's the one with you smiling with the man?
0: Who's that? Let me see. Hold on. Let me see which ones I see. So it's, sent it's you.
1: the latest one um, uh, below.
0: Ha ha. I am looking now. Let's see. Oh, that is uh, is from a. a Netflix show uh well now a Netflix show called you oh I've heard that's good I really 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 liked you my uh, lady
1: friend said she reluctantly really super liked it
0: yes and there is a lot of reluctance in liking it because it seems
1: gimmicky it seems
0: gimmicky but I know it's good, right? I know but I'll tell you what I'll tell you what dude the freaking show is awesome it is awesome it's not for kids okay uh, it's a grown-up person show um and uh, and it is it is highly highly recommended because it starts out well. So the the premise is there is a the, the main character Joe uh, seems to have fallen in love with a woman uh, whose name is Beck. but <clears throat> he kind of is a. Like, he's sort of a stalker, and mm-hmm. then he kind of games the system in a way, and it, anyway, I don't want to ruin anything, because okay, it's okay. it's it's very well acted, it's very well made, there are some really fun twists, and it just really is a, a, a well done show, that's not like a show, like, I'm I'm embarrassed to say how much I like it, uh, and, <laughs> I but the, like the, the, that, the yeah. two seasons are really good, really good, and the second season was maybe even better than the first. Really good, that's nice. I, yeah. God,
1: I really want to send this to you, but it's, I'm having trouble. This one it's, that it's extremely important that I send you, and it won't. Did send. you save
0: it? You saved it out. Now you're sending it in messages.
1: I'm trying, and it doesn't want to. Go. Oh, let's try this one. I don't know if it'll animate, but we'll see. Maybe, um, um,
0: maybe one of your kids could could help you figure out the computer.
1: I'll see if I can find one of my kids. Yeah, um, see if they could help them. you out with. Call them Merlin's kids. Oh, there you go. Now, before you look at that, let me just say real quick. Just imagine that somehow we found a way in this age of medicine for um, John Roderick and uh, Sir Elton John uh, to have me as a child. <laughs>
0: I mean, are you seeing it uh,
1: yes i'm seeing it it
0: is amazing it looks
1: it looks it's one of those things like you know you look at the picture and it's like is she is it's it a beautiful lady or a witch is it, is it a rabbit or a duck uh, the more you look at this photo the more it will look like literally john roderick literally me and literally sir elton john uh-huh oh boy that's upsetting i don't like that at all <laughs> um so prediction time pew 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 um what will be the terrible thing we learn about Duble Cat? Will well, it be that they are mining our data and stealing our photos uh for uh the Chinese AIs?
0: Yeah, I think it'll be that the photos that we've uploaded are are going into a database somewhere.
1: <gasps> and used to uh uh go after dissidents.
0: Some yeah, it could be. Yeah. Who knows? That's a
1: good one. I like that. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna close that. Oh yeah. no, it just keeps animating, doesn't it? Okay, I'm gonna close that. So cool. Um uh, yeah. I mean, why can't things just be fun? I tweeted about this on um, Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. Cause on, on yeah, well, cause like the Christmas Eve, it's, it's so interesting. It's one thing to like, on a completely unrelated note, I've been looking at t- Twitter less and it's been making me happy. But, um, But uh, Christmas Eve, I I had a a very funny tweet about uh, this very large gift that I had to bring up the steps. But I I also, I was just really enjoying Christmas Eve Twitter because it really did remind me of like 2009. Really? How so? Well, first of all, it was a lot of people... Well, I'm going to speculate. My speculation is it's a lot of people in kind of a... It's a funny mood because it's Christmas Eve. And, you know, Candle Nights gives us lots of different weird feelings... Uh, I'm going to speculate that a lot of it was because people were out of their usual element. Mm. So, and specifically, there's a lot of people who are visiting with family, maybe even staying with their parents, right? Uh, you know, you get into that weird space when you're back in this home that now, or apartment or whatever, that seems so, so small and weird and your bed is weird. And, you know, it's like a lot of the folks who are on political Twitter on Monday morning uh, doing this. Mm-hmm are much more vulnerable on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Mm. So everybody was in kind of a fun mood. And it just, I don't know, there's just not that many things that are fun anymore. Like I said last night in a moment of uh, clarity, it feels like Twitter is not minting a lot of new happy.
0: I, I read that, your tweet about that. And I totally agree.
1: Well, you know, it's one of those things where like, okay, fine, I understand. You all have to be on Facebook for your work. It's so important. It's so important for your homeowners association that you still be on Facebook. Um, literally undoing democracy. But, um, and I understand that because that's your work and that's, it's so vitally important that, you know, when there's a black in the neighborhood, um, <laughs> but well, cause you don't want a black there. That's, they stick out like, like a sore black. <laughs> okay. And, um, uh, it's so important that you be there to know about that. Um, but my question is at this point, like, I mean, <laughs> certainly there are people who need it for their work now, but how many people are like excited to sign up for Facebook today? Mm. Sounds like a weird question, but this thing comes up a lot in the world of, uh, at least with me, the way that I, because I'm very woke and uh, and very uh, situationally aware, something I think about with Apple. Like who bought their first Apple product today? Like who bought their first Mac today? Well, a lot of people are buying fewer Macs for the first time than 20 years ago. Right, right. Doesn't that seem fair to say?
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's fair to say.
1: But like to that point... Uh, what were we talking about? I was on a Slack talking about, um, oh God, it was one of those frustrating things. Oh, oh oh, like wow, so there's this new um, there's this new iOS app that uh, seems destined or doomed to be removed from the store. Uh, I can look up the name. I think it's there's there, I've gotten a whole bunch of new shortcuts apps because i'm I'm really into the technology. But it, one of the basic things it lets you do is organize your shortcuts into folders. And the folders can be sort of like smart folders. Like you could say, you know, sort this by icon or color or whatever. And if you're the sort of person who has more than a handful of shortcuts, it's really handy. There's also things like Toolbox Pro, this amazing app for like, it adds an extra layer of functionality. But in both cases, you have to do stuff that feels like it breaks terms. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, actually, you know, like, I think I like, might. Like, for, for example, the one, um, the one that lets you organize them. And let me just find the name of it. Uh, it's really, I'm going somewhere with this. It's a really cool app. Oh, I'm sorry, my uvula is swollen. I'll talk more about that later. Wait, for um, real? Oh yeah, like yeah, like legit sleep. swollen. It's legitimately swollen. Um, this one app is called. Uh, there's Toolbox Pro, which is amazing. It adds so much functionality. But to get Toolbox Pro to work, guess what? You've got to s- install uh, s- Toolbox Pro. You have to do this. Launch Cuts, that's another one. But a lot of them are built, obviously, on top of shortcuts, where any change in shortcuts, the API, like, they could add one item to a list, and now your app just doesn't go anymore, right? Right. Right. Oh, and there's one where you have to install you ever get one of those shortcuts that's like pages and pages and pages long and this one in particular in one of these apps it's like a shortcut that lets you run shortcuts from this other app and you know there's all that stuff and basically in Slack we were talking about how frustrating it is that you can't already have just a little bit more customization in how you like organize and use shortcuts and and the point I had two points to make about that one was it's it, once again Apple steps on their own dick because they have put out this incredibly powerful really shortcuts is amazing. It shortcuts is now like legit amazing. You can run it from your um home pod, you can slide from left to right and use it, you know, from the um day view or whatever it's called on your iPhone. Like you can have buttons for it, you can have voice. You could, I have uh, ones that run on NFC tags, it's so powerful. So like, first of all, anybody, almost anybody who's going to make their own shortcuts is going to end up, just by virtue of the fact that you've got some bad ones, but you're going to end up with like at least 10 or 15 shortcuts, right? Fair to say?
0: Yeah, I think so. If
1: you use shortcuts at all. Most people are never going to open it, right? But the people that do are going to have a bunch of shortcuts. That's how a power user thing works. And so on the one hand, they give you this incredibly powerful thing. But on the other hand, they don't give you the basic functionality that any medium, intermediate user would want on like day two. It's so bizarre. So part one was, it's so frustrating when they do that. They make this Apple TV that is so overpowered for what it can do, but then there's all kinds of things about it that are just so simple, simple simple-minded. And my second point was, I don't know the answer to this, but I I idly wondered aloud how many of the people working at Apple now, in particular, how many of the people working in, in some part of product, And, you know, development, engineering, whatever you want to call it. How many of those people have spent most of their sentient life on iOS rather than Mac OS? Because I'll bet you it's more than half. I bet you more than half of the people making anything at Apple right now. I'm just guessing. But crap, man. It's been around for 12 years. Right. If they were 10 when the iPhone came out, that means they're they're pushing into their mid-20s now. They've been using iOS... Longer and more than probably than I used a, a Mac at the equivalent amount of time. You know, that's you know that's not something I've really ever thought
0: about before. I mean, I, I think about
1: I, how that would change what you think is okay and normal and even <clears> um, desirable. Yeah,
0: I mean, how soon before a computer is seen as a tool? Uh, sorry, a tool for old people for olds. You know?
1: It, yeah, yeah. That's you're, you're getting it. You're getting it. But here's here's the the primary thing for me is that. You know, we've joked about this before. I've joked about this on every show. Where like you think about your your older relatives talking about sitting around and listening to the radio together, and you're like, "What are you talking about?" We talked about this. I think with, you know, you can only watch what's on TV. Like what yeah. was on is what you could watch, right? But that was their normal. My kids' normal is. I mean, let me just I, let me
0: just let me let me interrupt go. you and say, Please. I remember. My granddad talking about how they would, they had made their own radio and would put the, the, I guess, I, I mean, I, I, I guess we call it an earphone. I don't know what they had as a speaker, but he said they mm-hmm. would put it inside of a jar and they would sit. Oh, the sit same the, way we would do that
1: with an iPod to
0: like, or a yes, iPhone yeah. to be able to like amplify it. Right. And they would put it inside of a jar and they would put the jar in the middle of their table and the family would gather around to listen to the jar. <laughs> title yeah that down. but but yeah. but like that was that was entertaining it wasn't like every night that was like a special yeah. night you know um well
1: yeah well like i mean like it's there's so much that we that just kind of slides by because we get used to stuff but like my i was kid, I, I,
0: I, I was showing my kid and maybe this is a, a a bad another bad judgment call on my part but i'm showing him the movie <laughs> road to perdition with tom mm-hmm. hanks figured to okay. tom hanks movie it's got to be all right because Tom sure. Hanks is the golden boy. He wouldn't be in it if your son couldn't watch it. That's right. And so um, there's this one part where, you know, it just shows people like walking around and doing stuff like that. And my son just says after, you know, and this is a slower paced movie and he's watching. He just says, I don't think I'd make it without the internet. <laughs> and i'm like i know what you mean <laughs> yes yeah absolutely sorry <laughs> Conti- yes. right, continue please sorry for uh interrupting well
1: it's, it's funny because there's there's so many different ways to look at this I, I don't know i find this kind of thing interesting um so on the one hand the one thing you can think how things change from uh a scarcity mindset to uh a whatever the opposite is a plentiful mindset mm-hmm. so it i mean we don't in the aggregate we pay a lot for tv but like if you think about it we don't pay that much i mean we're not paying three nine two ninety nine an episode for like a half hour tv show from the itunes store anymore right that's that was that was like five years ago like five years ago that's how we got a lot of our tv as a cord cutter not a lot but a fair amount you know but my kid pops up hulu she's got let's say she's got a day off um And she just wants to have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on, Uh which she's she's seen every episode so many times, and it's such a not very good show. But it (laughs) runs and runs and runs. It could run for hours while she plays a video game on her iPad. And we weren't allowed to use the phone before before Sundays at 5?
0: Same exact thing. He will sit there. He'll be holding his Switch and watching yeah. a YouTube video. While listening to
1: music on AirPods. Do you need that much crap? I know, I know. Well, I, I remember hearing about this from Syracuse and hearing about this even earlier from Gruber and being like, oh, my child will never be right, like that. Right, not, not my family. My child is accelerated and reads on a 12th grade level. There's no way that she would be like that. And she does, but she uh, She is. <laughs> Okay, so where am I going with this? So on the one hand, it is kind of funny, like what we got used to with media was a scarcity mindset. And this is this is as we've talked about before, you can go all the way back to Thomas Edison and his hilarious copyright messages on his little discs, uh, go all the way back to sheet music, that that economy was about scarcity. That was the economy that was inherited by most media, which Mm -hmm. was you purchase this piece of plastic, or you purchase this piece of vinyl, this cassette tape, whatever it is, and you have the rights to use that within certain means, but like, you don't get all the cassette tapes just because you came in the store. I know that sounds crazy because we're talking about a good amount of uh, investment in plastic. right? But whereas today it's all just bits and bytes and it's all just there. And so the expectation of a little kid when they go in a hotel room, it's not just my kid, kids, like little three, four-year-old kids. And they're like, why can't I watch J random Peppa Pig now, and you're like, well, it's not on right now. It's like, what Mm -hmm. does that mean? There's so there's that kind of thing where you go from scarcity to plentitude, but then also you talked about things like you know, back in the day when people we've talked about people having to make their own hi fi, for example, right? Um, the other trend you can see, and I I realize I sound sound like a thought leader here, is the trend of uh customization and personalization. A boon and a boon and boom for power users going very much the other way, which is well, I think somebody using a Mac, thinking of the real heyday for me, you think of using a Mac in like 2003 Mm -hmm. versus using a Mac now. If we described, on the one hand, if you described iOS and using iOS devices, if you described that to somebody in 2003, they'd be like, oh my God, yes, please, please, please give it to Mm -hmm. me. Well, Mm -hmm. not so fast. First of all, um, the apps have to be approved by Apple. And you're like, what do you mean the apps have to be approved by Apple? Don't you just download them, install them? You're like, no, you can't. The apps that they do allow, there's all kinds of stuff that you're you're not going to be allowed to do. And you're like, well, yeah, but, like, you'll still be able to, like, you know, install skins and stuff like that. Or you're still going to be allowed to make your own, you know, icons and stuff, right? And you're like, no, no, no. That's the beauty of the system is this simplicity. And the touch interface would not be nearly as fast if it didn't have all of these constraints on it, right? So just to go back to that um, Apple point, and I guess what I'm trying to get, I'm not trying, I'm, this is this is absolutely not meant as a criticism. It's just an observation to say that, like, if you have been using iOS in some form or fashion, for 10 years at this point, or 12 years at this point, and you are iOS first, maybe Mm -hmm. you eventually, like when you went to college, or going to college now, maybe you've got, you know, a MacBook or something, but if you primarily used iPhone and an iPad or an iPod Touch, like since you were a kid, your idea of what Apple stuff is for, I mean, that's in your bones. That's in like your practically your DNA at this point. Where like people like us, us olds come along. And a lot of what I want to talk about this week on our special Back to the Mac twenty twenty episode. Oh yeah, is stuff where I'm some serious fun power user stuff that I've been doing, looking at you know al- alternatives to built in Apple functionality that I'm excited about and do, wanting to trick out my Mac in a way that I haven't in a long time. I mean, being able to ask you, for example, as I will, like, can you or your listeners recommend a, a really good GUI app for running diffs on a Mac? And it's like you know. <laughs> How, how would you talk about that to somebody like pre-iOS 13?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you like, couldn't. Be like it wouldn't make sense. Running diffs on your iPhone? What are you talking about? <laughs> that, that's crazy. Why, you? Know, oh, you next thing you're going to want to run Pearl or something. You're like, yeah, uh, I do want to run Pearl. I do. I, I want to pick my own shell. I want more than one option for doing a terminal on my devices. And you're like, oh my God, you're so insane. And so why am I saying all that? It does make me wonder, again, not negatively or in a judgmental way, But if we can take it as read that even a third, although I would guess probably two thirds, of the people making um, mid, at least mid-level decisions about Apple devices and the software that runs on it, are people who, if they came up on iOS, has that affected what they think of as even preferable? Let's just yeah.
0: There's really something to what you're saying because as I listen to you talk about it, it really does occur to me that. A lot of the, you know, I mean, we're, we're very much right now in, in a situation where the, there is a changing of the guard happening with developers and with what developers are building and how they're building stuff. And, you know, more and more people today, kids are learning, they're learning primarily if they're learning development or they're learning other things like that. Like my kid, both of them use an iPad at school. They don't use mm-hmm. computers at school. They all have iPads. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah, they have keyboards and stuff like so that you too. Might, if
1: you're going to learn development, you might do that inside of, um, oh God, what's that thing everybody uses, a, like, kid uses?
0: It's um, that app that teaches it to you on on the iPad. Yeah, and there's a couple different ones.
1: Uh, shoot, there's the one where you can do like Disney projects and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, so I know what area. you're talking
0: about. I don't know the name of that one, but I know what you're talking about. But
1: you do it inside of, and you're not sitting there and like starting in the shell. Right, you're you're, right. you're using an app, a bespoke app to make the turtle move or whatever, you know?
0: right? And you know, it's just it's really interesting because we're at that point now where there really is a change. The thing that people like, my son is way more familiar, even though he's like his gaming computer is a, a Windows machine and he's completely competent using it, but he's way more at home on his iPad, and my daughter is way more at home on her iPad, and mm-hmm. if it, so. If you think about how do those things inform the direction that macOS takes, and that really is, I think, a big part of, and I think maybe this is what you were saying or did say in a, in a way, is those kinds, that familiarity is informing the decisions that Apple makes about what macOS should be and should become. And it's, you know, now we have this, well, you can build one app and it'll run on an iOS device and it'll run on macOS as well. right? right. You know, that that is probably for the people that I'm, I mean, maybe you too are, are not even thinking about, and that is people who are using iOS as their primary device in, in the world. Mm-hmm. I always hear that statistic, and I wonder what it is today, of what percentage of people don't have an internet connection or who don't own a computer, and their primary, their primary way to get on the internet is their phone.
1: Oh, I bet internationally
0: that's got to be a lot. Internationally, I, I think it's I huge. I remember when I first
1: heard about like, people in Africa uh, having phones and um, the importance of texting in certain um, fairly, um, how do you say, like isolated areas of Africa, but like there could be one person, this is this is probably 12-year-old information at this point, but it would be somebody with this flip phone who basically was a, as as you like to say, entrepreneur, or as I like to say, small business owner, right. where you could come and there was the one dude in the village or the, or the, not a city, but probably more like a village. Like there was one person who had the phone and you could come and do phone things. You could basically rent that person's phone to do phone things. But the, the texting was like so important for things like transactions and things like that, where you don't have broadband, but there's ways with SMS to be able to do, you know, what you need to do.
0: I found I found an article here, um, that, uh, it says nearly, this is on CNBC and it is from uh, almost exactly a year ago, January of 2019. It says nearly three quarters of the world will use just their smartphones to access the internet by 2025. And it says, um, that's equivalent to 3.7 billion people. Now, that's a prediction wow. for, for, for 2025. <laughs> it's not a current number, but it says that uh, they estimate that around 2 billion people currently access the internet via only their smartphone, which is 51% of the global base of 3.9 mobile fairness, users.
1: The fa- calling that a phone continues to be a kind yeah. of <laughs>
0: I totally agree Even with you. Even if you've
1: got an iPhone 6. Like, um, or even let's see, you could even be on an iPhone five or five S like, but like that's way more than a phone. I mean, the stuff that I can do with my phone and especially my iPad is, is just bananas. By the way, hour of code is what I was thinking of. Hour of code. Mm. Um, so it's not. I'm I'm offering this as an observation and as a way for me to try and understand, seek first to understand, where like, it, it just really kind of occurred to me out of nowhere, like, wow, that's, so when somebody who's used to iOS opens up shortcuts, they go, oh, that's really cool. I can do all these things and I can, you know, manipulate this data or, you know, I, I, I'm, I've been getting very into shortcuts. And so now I have gotten to where, like, anytime I want to do something, um, I figure out how I can do it with my phone. Like, the, like, for example, this brings a lot of this together. Um, when I uh, put my watch on the stand, I get home, you know, in the afternoon mm-hmm. um, and I put my watch on the stand. It's always been kind of odd to me that it doesn't automatically out of the box have the ability to let you know when your watch is charged. Right. Um, and further to that, there is no functionality for doing that there's no functionality for polling your watch. And we all know how painful that can be pulling your watch to say like, okay, let me know when I'm at 98% and send a push notification or make an announcement over um, the thing and all this. So my incredibly ham fisted solution to that is that, and this is very simple. Anybody could do this who knows how to do it in two minutes, which is basically I, right before I take my watch off, I say to my watch, charge Apple watch. And it says, okay, cool, man. See you in an hour. And it, um, I have it set for, it's the current time formatted, you know, uh, and then, you know, uh, manipulate, modify time. So it's the current time plus 65 minutes, which is, I've discovered is about the amount of time, a little over an hour is what it needs. And then I get a push notification that, Hey, go check out your watch is ready to go. And there's, there's all kinds of different ways I can do that, but that, that's a little hack. That's the kind of thing we're like, okay, that's just a, that is, let's just say a life hack. That's just like a little bit of functional spackle where like, I won't forget. <laughs> that my watch is there and then not get my sleep you know, reading overnight. But um, I don't know, maybe somebody today looks at that, and looks at shortcuts and goes, wow, that's great. This is really powerful. I can do little things. But um, we look at it and go like, well, <clears throat> I do still kind of miss being able to bend this device to my will. And, you know, I guess I'm just wondering aloud if uh, maybe that doesn't seem like such a problem to somebody who's 25.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: we do have one more piece of front matter, but, uh, I've been yakking so much. Why don't you tell me about, uh, something that you like?
0: I'm going to tell you about feels, 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 feels. Oh, is this the one with the flight? This is the one with the flight. Yes. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. I remember this.
0: Um, I, I've pretty much switched over to feels from the, uh, the other CBD that I was using, I've been using for years. It's great. Um, basically, you know, you hear all this stuff in the news about CBD and you can go and basically like, as I drive down the the road, I there's like CBD signs on the side of the road. Gas stations have CBD. It's everywhere. and, I, I kind of hate that because a lot of the <laughs> I see- super hate that. Be- <laughs> because... It's
1: gonna, I mean, like, if you're buying anything to put in your face at a truck stop, yeah.
0: whoa, I just know. avoid Contradi.
1: Like, there, really, it, really be careful
0: with that. Really do, because there is a lot of feels competitors out there that are not any good. And that's the thing is, like, feels... I, I am very, very, very particular about what I put into my body or put on my body and feels what, what is really nice about them is they are a a premium CBD and they do delivery. So you get it directly to your doorstep. And that's, that's the thing about feels and that's, what's different about them is they actually have testing done to make sure that what you're getting is, is, real CBD and not some other kind of weird product. They make sure that it contains less than 0.3% of THC. That makes it legal in all 50 States. They're doing individual testing. So when you get your feels, there's a little ID on it that lets you check and see what the test results were to show that it's pure, to show that it's good. I mean, all of this is, is important and something that you're going to be taking. And you know, like you want, real good, high quality stuff. And that's what feels is all about. And so they, they understand that they're, you know, you might come into it with a little apprehension. Someone has said, oh, I've, you know, I've had a few people email me about this and said, I really want to start taking CBD, but I don't know, like, what strength do I need? How do I do it? Mm -hmm. Well, this is why feels has people that you can call real human beings. Some of us are very
1: sensitive to this stuff.
0: Oh yes. And that's the other Mm -hmm. thing is you want to take it slow. You don't want to take more than you need. Definitely not. And, uh, and, and, you know, yes, it's, it's harmless in the sense that, you know, it's, you're not going to like get addicted to it. It's not a thing, but you want to know how you're going to react to it. For some people, they need to take
1: more than you need to to get the desired
0: effect. That's right. And so what is the desired effect? What we're talking about is it's going to help you reduce stress. It's going to help reduce anxiety. It's going to address pain. And it's going to help with sleeplessness. So if you have trouble sleeping, this can be a wonderful thing. You're not going to wake up feeling like loopy and weird and groggy like you do with some of the stuff you, you might take to help you sleep. It's all natural. And I know for me, especially after training, after doing a workout, it can really help with inflammation. It can help with pain. So much for me that that it has been a game changer in my life and feels makes some of the best CBD that that's out there. Uh, and so here's the deal. You can try this out yourself. They have these little flights that you can get that send you a few different vials of different strengths so that you can really try it. They, like I said before, they've got real human beings who are there who can talk to you and give you advice or answer your questions Um, that you can become a member. And so you're going to get it delivered every month. This is a godsend for me because for the longest time when I was buying it before feels, I would forget or I'd be late or we'd run out and, and that just sucks. But you can, you know if you take the same dose every day, you know how long it takes you to use up the the little uh, bottle that they send you. So you can just get it sent to you automatically. Anyway, great stuff. Really, really great company. You're going to get 50% off your order and free shipping off your first order and free shipping if you go to feels.com slash back to work. Let me spell that. It's F-E-A-L-S feels.com slash back to work. Just go there. When you go there, there'll be a little thing that says, you know, welcome to Fields and it has a little thing that automatically applies it to your purchase, 50% off your first uh, order. So just visit that URL, check it out, call them up, talk to someone. CBD has been a game changer for me, really has, and I, I think uh, feels might be the way to go for people who are, who are wanting to try something that's going to be high quality. They're going to know where it comes from great company. So, uh, go check them out. Thanks again to feels feels, F E A L S feels.com slash back to work.
1: Thanks. Feels. Buck, buck. <clears throat> um, completely unrelated to what you just, uh, did and read and said, mm-hmm. um, um uh, there's a podcast, uh, that I like a lot. The first season of which was tremendous called the dream. And the dream is this amazing podcast about multi-level marketing. Um, And certainly about the cautionary tales of multi-level marketing. But what made The Dream Season 1 so amazing was the amount of personal engagement, where, for example, this woman goes back to her uh, hometown outside Flint, Michigan, and you really get a feeling for how like this is MLM is a phenomenon of like churches, and MLM is a phenomenon of women trying to put together extra money and like you know, these families where everybody's MLMing to each other on on Facebook. And it was really good. Second season so far is good. Maybe not, you know, not as amazing as the first season, but they pivot off, off a person they talked to in the first season, right? In the MLM thing, a lot of this involves things like supplements. And basically talking to this woman like uh, who had been doing MLM for this supplement. Long story short, um, so far this season of the dream is about what a mess so much of this industry is, completely unrelated to what you read, but very much something my shrink has been talking to me about for years of like, oh my God, be careful you know, with these generics, be careful with these supplements. Like you don't know what's in there. If there's a male enhancement drug, there's a pretty good chance if it came from uh, certain countries where a lot of that stuff comes from, uh, it might just be chopped up Viagra. Sometimes right. when people do safety <laughs> testing, no, they will literally crack open. They talk about this um, subscription website where you can go and they randomly test different supplements. And in some cases they've opened capsules and portions of a blue pill have fallen out. Um, they, and then they go into stuff like Laetril in the eighties. They go into stuff, seventies and eighties, they go into stuff like um, L-tryptophan and th- just this, this one uh, facility that had 64 different impurities in this L-tryptophan that they were selling as, I believe right. it was a, Vitamin B seventeen. No, that was the Laetril. Anyway, really interesting. Um, and I just put an episode into show notes. Uh, and see
0: that that put people off of L-tryptophan for a long time too. Which you know that can be something that really helps with sleeping. And when I was dealing with adrenal fatigue, it was helpful. You're saying no? No, I'm just making a noise.
1: Um, you should listen to that podcast. I will definitely definitely don't don't do the Laetril.
0: Anyway, go check. I don't it know out. what la-, la How do you spell that?
1: Layetrol. Do you remember there was this big? There was this big thing. There was this big boom. They mentioned layetrol in particular because part of the problem is the FDA is so hobbled and more hobbled all the time. And like that. It, now at this point, the way that they it started out as regulation under the under the Proxmire um, bill that it was about you know basically saying oh vitamins are going to be controlled in this way and there's so many things. But that, this
0: isn't this isn't L-tryptophan. This is some other thing. Well, amygdalin. Yeah
1: yeah a substance should,
0: uh, found in the pits of some fruits
1: yeah that's laetrile. no, but yeah but but like a ton of people died because of L um because it's unregulated, it's unregulated, and like it, anyways. Just I'm sorry, I'm not trying to flood you, but it would be. It's a really good lesson. But you know what it comes down to is that there's been so much. This is so boring, and I have more interesting things to talk about. Go listen to the dream; it's a good podcast. Uh, maybe go back and start with. Uh, I'll find episode one for show notes because S one E one is a uh, boy. It's really good. Um, what was I gonna say, uh, Dan? I'm gonna send you a link. Uh, Pretend I haven't already shown this to you. Um, Okay. I'm going to send you the link and I would like, you can also find it in show notes. So, you know, I've got clocks all around me. I got a clock on my Mac. I got a clock here on my uh, Echo Show, but I wanted one of those big ass, like Leo Laporte clocks. Yeah. I used to have one of those kinds of clocks. Actually, I used to have, uh,
0: I don't know if he still has it, but the identical clock that Leo would have over his. Yeah, I had, I had a very similar one too. Yeah.
1: Like, and it's cool because it was one of those atomic deals that would update automatically. And I decided that I wanted another very large clock in my face to make me more aware, especially when I'm recording something.
0: I up, you know? love this clock. It's amazing.
1: Well, I ended up getting a couple cause that's how I do. Um, one is I, 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 I have gotten the, the Alexa, uh, sorry, the echo clock. It's not super great, but it's kind of cool. It's got a visual countdown timer for reminders and stuff like that. I got one of those I'm going to put up cause I need more analog clocks in my life. But I also got this other one. That's super interesting. Um, and I would like, can I, would you mind if I read, so Dan, may I read to you the title on Amazon of this product? (laughs) Yes. You know, I read something like this. You know that I'm going to be texting you in the (laughs) afternoon to tell you
0: about this. This is so good. I want one of these really bad. It's on my desk.
1: It's on my desk right now. I'll send you a photo of it. Uh, And they're using those little, those little brackets that, that they use only on Amazon. You only ever see. Yep. Where it's it's like, I don't know. It I don't looks know, like a,
0: a post that has been slightly chiseled away and carved. It's not a regular right or left bracket.
1: Well, okay. You know, like a, like a ligature where you, or like the way you would combine two characters. This Clearly, this is from some kind of high ASCII set or similar. Um, just for what it's worth, the 5x5 five five CMS does not like it at all. Mm. Um, but if you imagine if you took a bracket, let's say a bracket and a parenthesis love each other very much. Mm-hmm. And then you filled it in so that you've got like a bracket and a parentheses and it ends up making it look like there's a curve around this upgraded digital calendar alarm day clock with eight inch large screen display AM PM five alarm for extra large impaired vision people, <laughs> the aged seniors, the dementia <laughs> for desk wall mounted white <laughs> by Joll by Joll. <laughs> So first of all, there's so it's much that so I love. Lo- so I'm gonna good. read it again, Dan. Digital calendar, alarm, day clock with eight inch large screen display, AM PM, five alarm for extra large impaired vision people, the aged seniors, the dementia for desk, wall mounted, white, by Joll. So I I I think I'm several of those. First of all, you don't need to body shame me and my vision, right? I am definitely an aged senior. I think I might have the dementia a little bit. And I'm totally wall-mounted in white. And full gas by jaw. Extra large impaired vision. Extra large people. impaired vision, people. <laughs> that sounds like a 1978 Doctor Who episode. And
0: the best part of it for me though is the dementia.
1: The dementia. Yes. So please feel gra- feel free to grab any part of that for potential titles. But Yes, I was perusing this this morning. I had one more thing here I'd like to show you before we get back to the Mac 2020. Could you please click on the word JAWL, J-L-L, and this will take you to the page for the company that presumably makes this. And I think this is such an interesting page. So I'm on the page here for JAWL. Okay. I'll put this in show notes. It's and as you would probably expect, a lot of what they do... Is uh, clocks. So you mm-hmm. get this digital alarm clock. You get the, the three alarm clock. You get the uh, the dementia clock, like I've got. Oh, here's one that simulates sunrise. Oh, look at that. That's cool. There's one that looks
0: like a birdhouse. That's and the, cool. uh, the 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 two piece white Hang bikini on. set.
1: You're spoiling my bit. Mm. Yep, yeah, that's right. That's right. Pretty much everything on this page is either about clocks, iPhone covers, or bikinis. So you can get the jaw Alma the two piece bikini set or the jaw. Andrea's two-piece bikini set. She'll just give it to you. So that's 168 dollars. Jiminy Cricket. Woo! That better be pre-worn. Uh Jaw. Brianna one piece monochini. Monochini. Oh no, it looks like Borat. So that's Jaw. Jaw, y'all. <laughs> For the dementia.
0: Jawl. Okay. <laughs> wait, is the clock good? Should I get it? Huh? Well, the first
1: thing I thought is there's several things about it that are stupid. Um, it's fine. It's it, pound sign Merlin's, well, I can't say the word on here. There's a term we use on the By Friday program, which is uh, a lot of times people will ask me, oddly enough, they care what I think or what I use, what I recommend. And they'll say something like, you know, what do you use and recommend uh, to watch over the top TV? And I say, well, I use Hulu, but I don't recommend it at all it's terrible but i use it (laughs) and it's pound sign merlin's poop list so pound sign merlin's poop list is whenever i will very happily honestly tell you what i use for something perhaps for a decade what do you use for email what do you recommend for email well i use this for email don't recommend it (laughs) this one is going to happily reside on merlin pound sign merlin's poop list um because first of all it needs a cord Hmm. it needs an electric cord it has no battery backup. There is a different upgrade upgrade model that will have a battery backup. If you unplug this, it goes off immediately. Um, there's that. The other thing, and this is so important that, that you really see this. This made me think immediately of, for some reason, John Starcusa and John Gruber, um, because yeah, I almost use the word typography. That's really too kind of a word for what they're doing with English letters here. Um, And I'm going to send this to you. I'm clicking the way that this is types. It's so bad. It's such a crime. It's an eye crime, Dan. So there's my clock.
0: An an eye crime.
1: Look at the distance between look at kerning. Is it kerning? Look at the distance between the nine and the colon. It's not okay. Sorry. My watch is ringing. Funny thing. When my watch is not on my wrist, it does not benefit. From spam protection? Mm. Isn't that a funny thing? Yes. Why? Hello, hello, hello. I'm not here. This is not number. <clears throat> it doesn't benefit from spam protection. So I get uh I get Dinglings calling me. Look at the distance between the nine and the colon. As against the colon and the one, for
0: example. Not okay. Not all right.
1: Okay. How about the January and the 14th? Yeah, why, Jan- why isn't that just How do you feel about the Why isn't that because apparently or? at some point they're leaving room. It's a monospace, maybe. It just looks like a But it not looks not like Helvetica space.
0: or something. A thinner... It
1: kind of looks like... Well, it looks uh, like something. No, look at I'm the, looking
0: at the picture better now. It's not Tuesday. Helvetica.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I, I think that's sent to you. Yeah, Um. but look at the distance between January and fourteen. Yeah. Is like they're anticipating a, <laughs> that they might at some point introduce five
0: digit <laughs> month days, <laughs> or just really long month. Is it? A, is it? It's a January ninety seven
1: fifty of twenty twenty. Is it? a Well, but they left room for twenty twenty two. That could go into like seventy five forty two.
0: Good. I was saying, is it? A, is it a multilingual calendar? Because if it is, maybe they're anticipating longer other country words.
1: Oh, it is not. But I'll bet you that they did the basic programming for that. They're like for Germans, right? Yeah. Cause everybody knows when you, isn't that a famous one when you do localization um, for the German language? That's one of the trickier ones.
0: I think so. I think it's a very difficult well, no, one. I,
1: I mean, like I'm not making that up, right? It's because German has some crazy ass long words, even for ordinary things. Yeah. You know. Okay. Let's get back to the Mac, Dan. Anyway, okay. dementia. <clears throat> did you write down some good titles from that? I got a couple. God, I don't, I'm exhausted at this point. I don't know if I even want to go on. I might want to save this. Jawl. Uh, Jawl. The
0: $158 the seems here. like a lot <laughs>
1: for a bikini. $168.
0: <laughs> why, bikini, why bikinis and clocks? You know, I don't know. It's um, yeah, it's weird to it's, me because I don't see the connection. But I guess if you're good mm-hmm. at manufacturing something, it <gasps> translates to manufacturing something.
1: hourglass figure.
0: You think? No. Duga Uh, jeez, I'm so tired at this point. My uvula is swollen. Yeah. Okay. Stop and tell me. Tell me about yeah. that. How do you? I imagine inflamed and really big. Well, it's exactly what you'd expect. Like if you
1: saw a cartoon and they wanted
0: to portray a uvula, they
1: do one of those rocky punching bags, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. They do. And like, if if the cartoon character is ever swallowed in the the whale's mouth or whatever, yeah. it punches it like a little warm up bag. Yeah. It's called a speed bag. Speed bag, right. Mm-hmm. Speed bag. Um,
1: uh, I woke, I was not sleeping well. Um, I woke up at 2.53, which is a terrible time to wake up. And I, I I, thought I had, I thought I was getting sick. Uh-oh. I don't want to work blue here. But you know that feeling like when you get a real, real thick loogie hanging in the back of your throat and you just need to like, like get it out. Yep. I did that for probably 20 minutes, just laid there in bed like a monster going, before I realized that I have a swollen uvula and it's the uvula that I'm feeling, not the loogie. So t- to this second, I've been at this now for like, uh, what, 19 hours, something like that? No, yeah. can't be that right. That's not right. That's bad math. For a while, uh, to- uh huh, a lot of hours. I've been at this for a while now and uh, <sighs> it still feels like I got something back there. Mm. It's a thing that happens sometimes. It could be from not drinking enough water, which doesn't seem possible. It could be from uh, infection or allergies. It goes away in a few days. You just got to like... Not obsessed over it, but it's very uncomfortable.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. There's nothing you can spray on it or anything that.
1: <laughs> like a chloroceptic? Yes. Yeah, so that's that what it. I was thinking. Do you remember chloroceptic? <clears throat>
0: I, I still have it. it. I still have <gasps> that stuff.
1: I'm going to get that.
0: Yeah. Bro, you're not, not supposed baby. to swallow it. I found. I kind of like swallowing it a little bit. I, I, I know. I don't know, but you're not I don't not think it's
1: alcoholic, to... but it 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 burns. It punishes me. I need to be punished. Punish my throat cut that out um
0: <laughs> why <laughs> why it's gold it's solid gold. just
1: ask someone to punish my throat and i don't want that in any police reports or court documents
0: all right
1: let me read this back for the jury now as a true mr man that uh 922 pacific time on tuesday january 14th you ask your listeners to punish your throat uh, but see i'm gonna have to remove all this stuff go? if,
0: if you make me remove that no don't remove it i'm just kidding um
1: I, I spray the back
0: of my throat and swallow it Because i never seen where you are... Hold on. No, hold on. Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have been using this spray for many years. I spray the back of my throat and swallow it because i never seen where you are supposed to spit it out. A year ago, I started getting a loud gurgling sound in my throat and had to hard swallow. I never put two and two, the number two and two, together till i recently got a sore throat and sprayed it again then the gurgling started almost immediately i didn't oh, use any other product but this i will never yeah. use it again the part because about what's s- the gurgling sound is it a fistula what is it the part about spitting it out is not very visible and when you spray something into the back of your throat why would a person think they could spit it back out always then in all caps do not use this
1: wow darwin awards yeah. what's the gurgling do we know medically <laughs>
0: I don't know what the <laughs> but that is a that is a user review for phenol topical, also known as chloraseptic sore throat spray, sepastat, Ozenol, hmm. ceracol sore throat, sepastat extra strength, Castellani paint, <laughs> phenoseptic cherry, Assure sore a throat, now. ungenuine. <laughs> I'm going to teen... get you a big clock. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Ungentine original formula, Castellani right. paint colorless, Painolay gargle, oh, fena sap cherry, mm-hmm. m- another Eugenatine PS liquid, my
1: liquid, Dan
0: P and S, my oh, come on, That's just, they're just trying to get you to say penis spray and Aura relief throat. This is real. I'm sending you this. Put this you in the show notes. I'm please. putting it in. It's going in now. It's in. Penis liquid. P and S. I know. You keep saying penis. (laughs) Stop doing that. This can be used for tonsillitis, pharyngitis, sore throat.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So is there like an ingredient section? Where'd you find all this?
0: That's just the top underneath where it says user reviews for phenol topical.
1: Oh, penis liquid. (laughs) Okay. chloroseptic sore throat (laughs) spray, Cepastat, Ozenol, chericol sore throat, Cepastat extra strength, Castellani paint. (laughs) Phenoseptic cherry Ask your I
0: think I like Painelay gargle (laughs) (laughs) Painelay Unguentine Unguentine
1: Unguentine Original formula Is that how you say it? Unguentine 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 Castellani (laughs) Castellani paint Colorless Painelay Painelay gargle Phenosept cherry Unguentine Penis liquid Mycentine Sore throat spray Aura relief throat (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna need to get a second clock Gee, mini Christmas. I don't, I'm, know if it, I, don't, I don't know if it, <laughs> I don't know if I have the time
0: or the energy to get back to the map now. <laughs> I want to hear it still. I'll do the second sponsor, and then we'll, the rest of the show is that. Yes, tell me about something you like. I would like to tell you about Health IQ. This is a really cool service. The Health IQ they use science and data to secure lower rates for people like you. On your life insurance, and this is the thing: if you if you care about how much sleep you get, if you eat a, a good uh, a good diet, if you exercise four or more times per week, all the things that those of us who care about our health we do these things. Dan, does CrossFit count? CrossFit counts.
1: CrossFit what about absolutely being a, counts. What about being a vegan?
0: Yes, absolutely. What if
1: I'm just a weekend warrior?
0: Yes. I said, I'm going to go out on limb and say yes, because all of these things lead you to have significantly lower risks for things like heart disease or cancer, or diabetes, and they want to reward you for that. In fact, they can save you up to 41% on your life insurance. If you do these things, they reward you. And so this is the thing, these savings, they're exclusive to health IQ. You won't find them anywhere else and you have to qualify they get this special rate. So what you do is you go to health IQ.com slash back to work, and they have a little kind of fun little quiz that you take. And then depending on your score, as well as a, a few other factors, you can save up to 41% on life insurance premiums compared to other providers. And, uh, and that's what they're all about saving you money, getting you a better deal on really good life insurance, which is something that I think, you know, you might not think about that when you're 20, but when you get a little older, you have a family, you have other things that you, you care about it becomes more important and they care about that and they're trying to get you a better deal. It's as simple as that. So go check it out. Health, H-E-A-L-T-H, health IQ.com slash back to work and go and get some reward for all the hard work that you do on living a healthier life. Thanks very much to Health IQ for making this show possible. Thanks, Health IQ. Buck buck. And uh, I don't. You, you mentioned in the beginning of the show how Twitter isn't maybe the, the most fun loving place anymore. I agree with you. I'm not really on any social media at all, with the exception of Twitter. And I usually visit it and look at direct messages and notifications mm-hmm. at, once a day, and that's it for me. But I happened to look at it right after the show started. Craig, listener Craig, who's at FPC SCP. Craig on Craig Twitter, SCP, right? Yeah, yeah. he He's says still um he's responding to what you said about the um the special effects app he says it's still out there from bad robot no less action movie Oh, I, it's so
1: funny i had jj J. abrams in my head
0: and that's, i didn't that's know that's why, why. Okay. that's why so that's what <sighs> it is and i'll put it into the show notes it's still there it still exists they're still apparently updating it and uh yes yeah, so it's still out there uh Thank you, so Craig. go, that's go super get cool. that yeah
1: um okay i think i figured out how to do this um and i'm gonna pivot you gotta keep your head on a swivel when you're dealing with me okay um oh you know one quickie in passing uh, i just want to mention friend of the show john syracusa and his old acquaintance whose name i believe is lee Fiock, just put out a really cool uh app uh and just as cool as the app is john's um oh blog yeah. post about it yeah uh, have you gotten this front and center yeah You've probably heard about this because you all love John Syracuse so much. And I'm not a flying monkey, except you are. You are a flying monkey. You know you're a flying monkey for John Syracuse. Todd. And, uh, and front and center is really cool, and it does exactly one thing. Well, behind the scenes, it does a lot more, but um, it returns... Uh, he's going to yell at me tonight. He's probably going to tell me I got this wrong. It returns the um, the old way that Mac do window management. And in particular, when you, when you click used to be, when you would click on a window for an app, it would bring all the windows for that app forward. Um, and it does that. Or if you click, was it shift and click, it brings up just the one window. Anyway, it's really cool. And I wanted to mention it cause I like it. And it's reminding me how much I, as I go back to the Mac 2020 and think about how I can improve my Mac usage, um, and enjoy using the Mac more, a uh, little apps like this come along, and you can find it on the App Store. It's two ninety nine, and uh, congratulations to uh, for, to John and Lee. <laughs> Hearing him talk about it on ATP and how long it actually took to put out this app, <laughs> what it does is wild. But uh, it's a cool app and good for them. Just want to say that.
0: Yeah, get it out there. Did you put it in the notes already? I, I put his blog post in.
1: I that's what I have I to link. It's so hard to link to things on the app store <clears> because it keeps wanting to open things.
0: Yeah, it's dumb. I, I think the I think this article is better. It's interesting. I haven't looked at uh, hypercritical.co in t- t- a billion years. Oh, you don't years. need to. Don't worry. And uh, If you and check
1: on it every five or 10 years, you'll you'll
0: find something. I won't sure. miss the new post that's well, been...
1: Well, five, 10, 15 years. There'll be something. I, oh, here's how to make pasta. Oh. It's
0: funny because the design of the site is in line with the Apple design from whenever he made the site. Uh, so mm. it's got sort of the serif, serif font, and Avenir <laughs> is the base font. Yeah, when did he make? Yeah, he probably made this in two thousand five. It looks like as when he first published it, and I bet that's when he picked the fonts and hasn't looked back. But it's time—it's time to set those to the system default uh, SF Pro. So
1: yeah, I got a lot of things to update. Um, so here's the way I'm gonna—I want to do this because uh, we're already running a little bit long. Mm. Um, I think—I mean, if you—if you'd allow it. Well, let me ask. We're I mean, going to have, yeah. You, you're interested in Mac things. Yeah. So we could talk about this more than once, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe this could be something, no commitment, but maybe this could be something where I hope y'all would tolerate this. It's talking a little bit about some things we do to tweak our Mac and to get it the way we like it, like old men do. Um, mm-hmm. putting Putting the earphone into the jar and listening to the jar. All the ways that you can do that. So I'm just going to lay down a couple of things that I've been messing with and thinking about. And then I think we can follow up with that more uh, as time and interest allows in future episodes. Would that be cool? I would love that. I'm going to come back to this. The least interesting thing is I want advice on the best GUI for doing diffs. Should I be using Kaleidoscope merge or something else? I want to talk about the best way to do a key command to change audio input. Am I guessing correctly? That's probably AppleScript. script? other key commands for how to do an audio recording in QuickTime player. We're going to come back to all of those in Merlin's help center as part of back to the Mac 2020. So let me talk about two things and then we'll get the hell out of here. Um, I, I, um, it's funny. Uh, 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 who, who, was the friend of the show? Was it Ira? Some, somebody was making fun of me because like, they're like, Oh my gosh, you, you keep rediscovering, Jellyfish and Spilt Milk, and yay, that's great. Jellyfish, we talked about them a uh, uh, episode or two ago. They're so good, but like, what's your problem? And, like, my problem is that I know they're great, and I somehow keep forgetting how great they are and how Spilt Milk is one of the great albums. I keep forgetting how great Launch Bar is. And so I finally put down my marker and said, I'm going to start spending more time in the same way that I made myself get good at Quicksilver in uh, another age, 2004, I'm going to make myself get better at LaunchBar. And so I want to just kind of lay that marker down. If you like Alfred that's fine. If you like Spotlight that's fine. I'm not going to talk about those. You you can do your podcast where you talk about that. I'm going to talk about LaunchBar cuz it's the one I like. It looks good and I like the way it works. Now let me let me uh, ask you a question. Oh my god. Have, I thought you liked OmniFocus.
0: Have yeah. y- have you <laughs> ever used Just Spotlight? for the purpose that you're using LaunchBar for? Like was there a time when you switched away from it or have you been a consistent LaunchBar user since the early days? That's a trick question
1: uh, in two ways. First of all, I still use Spotlight for lots of things. If Hmm. I know that there's like a certain thing I want to quickly find, I have a key command that'll take me right to Spotlight. So I haven't stopped using Spotlight. Um, 1B, Spotlight results can appear also inside of uh, LaunchBar. The, The real trick question part is there's so much stuff that you... This spotlight is not, uh, would have no way to, to deal with. Like the stuff that I'm trying to do is much closer to Quicksilver stuff. Do you follow? Yes, I do. And that's why I sent you that link to Instant Send.
0: Mm-hmm. That um, looks really, really cool. I read that yesterday when you sent it. I, I didn't know you could do stuff like that. Yeah, Lunchbox.
1: yeah. I mean, so this is a classic it used to be on Quicksilver back in the day, it was called, I think, something like Get Selection or something like that so you could like select some text in um so quicksilver i'm sure most of you know uh was to me at least i think it was alfred was around back then but quicksilver was the original power user app launcher quote unquote although it did much much more using apple yeah. script it was able to get into every nook and cranny if you wanted to create a key command to do one thing inside of an app you could do that in about 30 seconds um which made it a little unstable but it was great um So for example, so you know, this is an app launcher, but it's really, at at every level, there's fit and finish to LaunchBar. So at the basic level, if you want to use LaunchBar, so to do what Dan's talking about, if you want to use it as a slightly more sophisticated and pretty uh, Spotlight replacement, you can. So basically you could remap the keys or you have a separate key that you like for that. Usually command space, you would remap from Spotlight, but you know, whatever suits you. And at the most basic level, it's a really pretty launcher and a really customizable launcher. These are all, like, maybe little things, but let's start with some little things. So you go in and say things like, okay, here's a theme. I want this dark theme, or I want this light theme, or I want it to appear this way, or I want it to be at this point on the screen, or all that kind of stuff. Again, stuff spotlight can't do. What does Syracuse to say? Um, you know, uh, nobody cares about it, but I do. Like, th- this is stuff where, like, just even the way that it looks, it's much more my aesthetic. Um, and you can say, like, for example, do you want you know, tall rows with more information in the returns. So imagine you do a spotlight search and you get that little list that comes down. Do you want those to be, do you want those to look a certain way? Just, just you know, do you want two of those? Do you want 60 of those? How many returns do you want? All that kind of stuff. So that's all really cool. So that just gets us up to the point of Spotlight, which is anything you can do in Spotlight, to my knowledge, you can do with Launch Bar, including one way or another different syntactical things. But let's get to the good stuff. The The first, I think, Oh, sorry. One other quick thing: when you set up Launch Bar and when you tweak Launch Bar, you have so much detailed stuff in your setup that ends up affecting how you use it in the best way. So you do not have to just say "show me everything on my Mac," right? Or like, you don't. If you don't want every little .dot h file to show up yeah, in there, right, right. you could say you could say on the one hand, you could have the approach of "don't show me these kinds of files." On the other hand, you could say, don't show me these folders. Or you could say, show me this top-level folder called Downloads, but only bring up results if I drill down into the submenu. Very handy way to, like, each time you get annoyed with something in your returns, you can instantly fix it. So, as usual, command... Comma brings up preferences and option command I, I believe, brings up what's called the index. And you can go in and have custom folders. You can turn stuff off. You could say, do bring in my Safari bookmarks, but don't bring in my Chrome bookmarks. Shut these off. You could speed it up, get it however you want it to be. All that stuff becomes very important. You could bring up services. How are you going to have services? Well, we're getting to that. But you don't have to worry about this on the first run. But as you use Launchbar, you're going to want to go back and tweak this stuff. Now, um, I don't want to, I'm going to go, let me do two things here. Um, But this is where we get from... How can I put this? You know me in the productivity stuff, I love to think about verbs and nouns. Mm -hmm. Um, In Spotlight, most people probably don't realize how many verbs there can be in Spotlight. They know there's nouns. And what are the nouns? Nouns are applications, folders, files. You know, open an image. That's Mm -hmm. a noun, right? And you may not realize that there are some slightly verby things you can do. The verbs are where it gets very powerful in Launch Bar. So, for example... Let's say I, What's well, an easy one. Let's say I, I do a quick search in Launch Bar and it pulls up a text file, like a .md file. I, if, I, if I hit enter, it would open it exactly the same way that Spotlight would launch that file with the default application. If I hit command option, or excuse me, command uh, return, just as with Spotlight, it would locate it in the finder. Yes, that's a thing and it's hugely powerful. You should use it all the time. But how about this? If I, it will, first of all, it will learn what letters I typed to get to that, a la Quicksilver. So if I bring up my task paper file called today, all I have to type is TO. And at this point, I could probably even type T. And LaunchBar on on both my Macs has learned that that means that's the file that I want here. So if I hit command space and T or TO and hit, Mm -hmm. you know, return, it opens it up in task paper. That's really cool. How about this though? Let's say I bring up today.taskpaper in that fashion and I hit uh, spacebar. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. It's all in my muscles. So I bring up today.taskpaper
0: and. Right? Isn't that sp- weird when you have to like think know, about how you do a it's thing? It's not
1: spacebar. That- spacebar is um, preview. No, it's um, tab. Is that right? Yeah. So I open, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Once I start thinking about it, it's like, don't think about your tongue while you're eating, you know? Um... So I type Tia today, I hit tab, and now that opens with different, uh, I could have it open with any document, or excuse me, any application that would match that. But like, how about this? If I've grabbed an ASIN number or a USPS delivery number, mm-hmm. right? Let's say I've grabbed that. I hit copy to the, for now, I'm just going to copy the clipboard. I open it. I type DEL for delivery. I hit spacebar and paste. And that puts the clipboard into the icon next to delivery. When I hit enter, it will now send that to the deliveries app. So already I'm getting to where like, I don't have to fuss around and find things anywhere. That's great. Spotlight does that. But now you're adding verbs to these nouns. So you're saying, do the following to this thing. So when I bring up a text file, well, do I want to append to that? Do I want to open it? Do I want to launch it with a, a, a different app than I usually do? Do I want to send that to a pile? Do I want to compress that? All the kinds of stuff you remember doing from Quicksilver. So great. So we'll get into more detail on this, but I just want to, I want to whet your appetite a little bit. Um, these folks make great stuff, the obdev people. Um, the one that I've really been looking at that I'm so excited about combines two really cool things about LaunchBar that I love. One is that, okay, so when you go into launch bar and you go to your prefs, command comma, under shortcuts, you see what you would expect, which is, okay, to search in launch bar, what's, what do you want that key command to be? In my case, I want that key command to be command space. Pretty cool, right? So that, you know, and then you have to like, I think you might have to shut that off in keyboard preferences. But in any case, that's, that's what I want that to be. The, way, the first part of this that I've been spending more time with, you go down a little bit further and you got modifier taps. Well, mm-hmm. what does that mean? You can set a key to hit where you don't even have to do command space. It's just a key that you hit that brings, for example, brings up launch bar. So in my case, I can search in launch bar by clicking the icon. I can click in, uh, I could um, search in launch bar by hitting command space, but I can also do it in my case by tapping option twice. Tap, 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 brings up launch bar. I love that. So, which is actually once you get used to it a lot faster, um, and that can be so single version of shift control, option command, function, function control, double version of shift control, option, any of those. You do any of those that you want that, that are sensible to you and don't step on anything else. Hit option twice, I'm searching in launch bar. That's really good and really fast. Final thing I'm going to leave you with today there's a functionality in launch bar called instant send. And it's very, it's similar in a lot of ways to, like I say, the get selection thing from Quicksilver. But let's say you're on an Amazon page, because apparently my entire life is based around more quickly tracking deliveries. (laughs) I select the, um, not the ASIN, what am I saying? The Amazon delivery number. And I've selected that, you know, using my uh, cursor or keyboard like a caveman. Um, And with instant send you take that, you send that, it's the opposite. So basically, if you, you're turning your sentences upside down in some ways, like, for example, instead of bringing up an app and saying, what do I want to do with that app? In this case, I'm saying, take this noun and then do a thing to it. So I can send that, Instant Send sends that right to launch bar. I hit tab to do something with it, and I'm already on my way. That's Instant Send. And what's cool is Instant Send utilizes what it's already learned about you. So in my case, it knows that whenever I type D-E-L... That means I want delivery. So that means I can instant send to LaunchBar and then type DEL without pausing and hit enter before it's even caught up. Uh And boom, that gets sent to delivery. Now, the final bit of power here, you hope. You could do a key command for instant send too. So now when I hit control twice, it takes whatever I've selected, whether that's a document, a string of text, whatever it is, it takes whatever I've selected and sends that to LaunchBar without having to drag or do That's anything. That's so, so you're, cool. You're just somewhere, click, click, start typing, and it sends it right there. Final, final thing. I love this so much. I don't know why I love this so much. This, once you start using it, it's one of those things like using NVALT, where once you start using this, you're like, why doesn't everything work this way? In anything you do with LaunchBar, you bring up LaunchBar and start typing. Guess what? So if I want to go to Google, normally I would go command, space, G-O-O, enter. But remember, LaunchBar is learning from you. It's learned already what G-O-O is. So guess what? If I type G-O-O and just hold the last letter, I don't even have to hit enter. It knows that's what I want, and it brings that straight up without having to do another key click. Now, imagine how you might want to combine all of these things together, your nouns, your verbs, having multiple ways to hook these things together, multiple ways to bring these things up. And, uh, and I have to tell you, for back to, back to the Mac 2020, this is what has this along stuff like Witch and along stuff like uh, Moom, I'm getting real interested in coming back to these Mac productivity apps. And they actually, I don't know if they save time, strictly speaking, but they're so fun and it really helps me reconnect to this platform that I love. So maybe the homework for this is you might not want to spend the dough. I don't even know what it costs, but you might want to grab yourself a a copy of LaunchBar. I'm pretty sure they've got a trial and just start looking around. I'm not going to talk about this forever, um, but I am interested in, hopefully Dan will join me in talking about things we're doing to reconnect to the the Mac platform that we love.
0: I love that. I love that idea. Now, I I want to ask a question. I have not used, I started out using Quicksilver (laughs) back in the day, or maybe it was, wait, wait a minute. Did, which one came first?
1: 43 Folders came out not long after Quicksilver came. I've been using it for a little while, but that was Quicksilver, GTD, and Life Hacks were why I started that website.
0: Because I remember... So, so I'm gonna say Qu- 2003. Quicksilver, Quicksilver came out, and then LaunchBar came out as like a supported product you would buy, that had some overlap mm-hmm. with Quicksilver in functionality. Is that? Am I remembering that right? I'm trying to look right here because I'm, I'm the trying Internet to re- tra- trace back which one I was mm-hmm. using when. But I guess that's not so important. In- so, so, so Alcor, who we now
1: know is named Nicholas Jetkov. and mm-hmm. last night I heard he's working at Google. Uh, started development of Quicksilver in 2003. He re- uh, re- released several versions to the public until 2006. But yeah, for sure, 2004. Oh, I was on that. I was always on that beta train.
0: <laughs> yeah, me but too. yeah,
1: 2004 by September, late September, 2004, when I started 43 folders, I'd been using it for a really good long while. So, you know, so yeah, probably 2004, I guess. And then you got Alfred, you got Butler, um, launch bar. And like I say, I have no shade, no lemonade. I do think Alfred is probably the prettiest one of these. And no shade, no lemonade sub two. If you mostly want a beautiful app launcher, I would look at Alfred. Personally. It is it's really, really pretty. It's just that launch bar works more like Quicksilver and my brain. And that's my problem. So that's what you're stuck with here. But um just go look into these app launchers. Here's another thing. Okay, if you don't want to spend a nickel, but you already got a Mac, have you spent any time learning the syntax for Spotlight? Um, which which um which syntax is easiest to use and most um intuitive in a finder window? It's not as intuitive in the spotlight. Box, but, I mean, do you know the crazy range of things that you can search for or against using Spotlight? The most obvious being something like you type um, I-M-A-G-E, image. And it says, oh, do you want me to find the word image or do you want me to find images? Well, I want you to find images. And then you type the name. Like, even stuff like that, it will, it will speed things up so much for you and it's it's built in. You youngsters, God love you and your iOS love. There's still so much great stuff on the Mac and... and, and Dan and I are going to get you pumped up about that in a segment that we're calling Back to the Back 2020. I love it. I'm getting good at
0: that. Yeah, really good.
1: Just a there's a real good ending and a good good place to stop. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, without any penis liquid.
0: So. Yeah, yes.
1: But now you finished, so you don't. You can go make your own penis liquid. Right. <clears throat> you want to button this up?
0: Let's do it. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin man.